Ali, do you think somewhere out there there is a podcast that looks just like us, but they were raised at a place where they could do a cold open right on the first take? Somewhere out there. Hey, there's a movie we could do. Oh, I was just thinking about the fact that I didn't necessarily give you carte blanche to start singing. (laughs) (laughs) When love can see us through. (laughs) Pause it. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter putting my phone down because I just realized we were recording. <laughs> and we are a married couple focused and showing each other <laughs> the 80s movies of our childhood. This is such a shambles. And this week. And this week. We showed each other. Well, we showed Allie each other. Showed me, I showed no. you. Wow, I'm really off. Allie showed me 1988's Big, Big Business. Big Business. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily ready for a unison. Uh, directed uh, by um, what's his la- what's his real name? It's a- Jim Abrams. Oh, I was about to say the creator of Garfield, but no, of of Zucker Zucker and fame, or Zucker and, and blank, blank and, and Zucker. Zucker. I don't really. I can't remember how they actually uh, split them up. Anyway, uh, you know he's he's left he's left the warm embrace of the end of the alphabet and stuck with the stuck with his beginning of the alphabet uh, inclinations. I don't know. Going with this I was like, what? This, this episode is somehow a shambles instantly. <laughs> it couldn't possibly be like the five takes it took to give us a goddamn cold open. open. I know. But, um. Oh, it's so cute that you guys think that we actually like. No one thinks that. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, I think everyone knows those are entirely made up on the spot. On the any fly. Sort of, uh, any sort of setup. Um. So yeah. Anyway, it's directed by Jim Abraham. It's Abrahams, I guess. Is that Abrams? Um, I don't know how it's pronounced. But um, anyway, it, it stars uh, Lily Tomlin, Bette Midler, Lily Tomlin, and Bette Midler, <laughs> and a bunch of other people that we we all like, like your Edward Hermans and your beloved Fred Wards. We'll get into that. Um, and uh, lots. And Mary Gross makes an appearance. I'm not, not a major character, but I just it just popped into my head. It's always nice when Mary Gross shows up, right? Yeah, I guess it is. I yeah. think it is. I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, yeah, it's good. Good. Always, always good to see it. Anyway, Ali showed me this movie. It is a, it is a comedy uh, that is essentially, uh, and I mean, I called it from a mile away, but uh, apparently, it's openly and 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 trying to be a uh, a comedy of errors, uh, you know, premise where you know a pair of pair of twins, uh, mismatched twins, are switched at birth or grow up in in vastly different circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and anyway, let's, uh, I guess I just ruined my elevator pitch. I was about to say. <laughs> okay. Um, I, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, there are these clowns. Yes. And they are the servants. Yes. Of these two dudes. This sounds a lot like a play I know. What play would that be? Getting Out by Marsha Norman. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Your turn. <laughs> okay, I got it. It's it's like Die Hard, but on a Shakespeare. But on a Shakespeare. Yeah, it's great. It's it's on Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare's got to get paid, son. 
Come on. <laughs> but on a Shakespeare, like what? What is a Shakespeare? Uh, well, uh, about 140 pounds. No, damn it, that doesn't work. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, <laughs> super, <laughs> super sorry. Like, I, I we are sober, by the way. I want to point yeah, this out. There is no, there's no alcohol, no here. alcohol, no other chemicals in our system yet. Maybe <laughs> we'll see Later. how that works. Probably not. <laughs> you, you, you know, I went straight edge again. Did you? None of you would believe that. No. I'm about the only one naive enough to be like, really? <laughs> anyway, why don't we actually get into this movie, Let's which Allie showed me. Let's I should get, get my notes. It. I should get my notes together, huh? Yeah, you Let's should, because I didn't take you any. You didn't take any notes. It was fucking like the third week in a row where I'm the only one taking notes. Oh, yeah, I didn't take notes I'm on my your, force. I'm not your eminuensis. What is that? How's that pronounced? What the hell are you talking about? When someone writes things down for an author. It's like a secretary, but it's author world. <laughs> like when you dictate to someone. Like the way uh, Samuel Beckett did for James Joyce towards the end of his life when he was nearly blind. Uh-huh. You just not read? Is that the problem? Yeah. You just not read? I don't read. You don't read? You don't read? <laughs> don't read. Anyway, big business. <laughs> That's That was a really good segue. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of one. Of them. <laughs> anyway, big business. I love that you make inside jokes. I love it, what? really. The what? audience probably hates it, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, big business. Uh, you know, this is a this is a movie that Alice showed me, um, and I don't have any cool trivia about it. That's it. It's a, basically it's a comedy error. It's a comedy of errors, um, basically. Basically. Uh, but 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 80s dies and gender swapped, kind of like I guess the uh, a, the, the all female odd couple. I mean, <laughs> it's just 80s dies and gender swapped. Making assumptions that everybody who's listening actually knows comedy of errors. Everyone who's listening to this this is basically us. Like next week. That's true. So don't worry about That's it. That's true. Okay. So anyway, uh, That's we begin, get two views. So we began in this very '80s movie with '90s swing revival. Yes. <laughs> the the year is 1948. Yes. The actual actresses who are playing the parts in this are aged three and nine, respectively, but they're about to get born. Yes. <laughs> we are in somewhere in rural West Virginia near the town of Jupiter Hollow, uh, and uh, someone whose last name is Shelton. And his wife, whose last name is also Shelton because they're married and it's the 40s, uh, are driving with their with their chauffeur whose name is Harlan. Whose name is Harlan and who barely ages at all between yeah. 1948 and 1988. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, they're listening to Louis Prima's um, something. One of those. One of those. Sing, 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 sing. sing. Yeah. Everybody. Which is, I think, set to in the mood, right? Da, da, whoa, whoa, Isn't that set whoa. to in the mood? That song is called Sing. Sing. And how does In the Mood go? I, I don't remember, but it's a I'm pretty sure In the Mood is Sing, Sing, Sing with lyrics, but I may be wrong. Let's look it up real quick while you talk. Okay. So. You um, tell them what happens. Harlan is driving them uh, to this quote unquote beach house while she's pregnant with babies. I guess it's a baby moon before baby moons were a thing. And. They hit a bump, and all of a sudden she says, uh-oh, it feels like something's happening, and lo and Oh, I'm hella wrong. I knew you were. <laughs> it's okay. At least I admit it. I was hella wrong. Uh, I was thinking of a totally different thing. Once they get, once they, and then they, they stop at this farmhouse, and they're like, we need the, the closest hospital. And he's like, well, you could go that's like 30 miles. It's in like something, 
That's, the town had a really, like, June back or something yeah, weird. Yeah, it's some, or... some weird place about 30 or 45 miles away. And they're like, well, that's too far. Isn't there anything closer? And he's like, well, Hollowmaid's three miles down the road, but you're not going to get in there. And they leave. And just as they leave, he's clearly surrounded by other kids. Out the door comes his wife going, honey. It's time. Wow, your your accent work is superb. Isn't it so <laughs> Almost good? as superb as the accent work in this movie. Isn't it so good? <laughs> I'm so really good. proud of myself. So anyway, or as I put it, olden times. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to... Some rich so, dude with his wife, uh, small town hospital, and then there's a joke about a urine sample being switched. Oh, yeah. Which is, I guess... Uh, Chekhov's urine, because you know, like it's basically teaching you that the the, the nurse is the not, nurse is very not, old not and not on top of it. Um, and you learn this is, by the way, when they try to go in to this hospital. This is clearly it's a company hospital, yeah, because this is a company town. The company is Hollowmade. The company is Hollowmade. So everyone works at Hollowmade. Only people who work at Hollowmade can go to the hospital. You know, they're probably paid in script. And they have to go to the company store, and Hollowmade is therefore technically kind of an evil company. Yeah, a little bit. But you know, they're. But we're presented as we're trying to save this company from being owned by someone else. Right. The but anyway, town owned. And they, they and, and, and they make like what do they actually make of this thing? It's like Oh, they're like rocking chairs. Rocking chairs or something. But but the, the the important part is that when they go in, they're like, You can't come in here because this is you know, that you gotta talk to the owner because you're not really allowed in here because you're you know, work in this town and he sends them across the street to the dude's house and he goes in and, and he, he basically like, buys the frickin' He buys the hospital, yeah. and yeah, and the and the the old owner of the hospital comes in, and I did that whole uh, uh, once upon a time in the West uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where I just sat up and was like, because ah! it was uh, it was Louis Arquette who was uh, coming in there, who you know for me, you know, yes, he's had a long career, uh, you know, as an actor, but for me, you know, he's the the old dude from uh, Waiting for Guffman. Yes, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> so that was that was I was very delighted to see him. Uh, and by the way, I knew nothing about this movie coming in, but this was the moment I was like, oh, this is this is a baby swap comedy, right? Well, this the reason... And I thought yeah. it was going to just be Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin or swap parents. Right. Uh, you know, but... And then, I, and then then they and then I was like, oh no, it's a twin swap. That this is before I realized it's obviously comedy of errors, yeah. you know. So they end up basically both both these people are having babies at the same time in this same hospital, and this nurse is just basically taking the babies back and putting them each in a in a crib, and she puts one baby from each in there, and um, the the rich woman who I don't know if while, while I was looking up my incorrect thing if you mentioned that she's kind of a kind of a kind of a real um, real piece of work. She's a real Karen. A real piece of work. Um, but she's like, you know, like she, like she's kind of out of it. And the, the the rich husband Shelton says, "I'd like, you know, like I'd like you, you know, like to name him after my, you know, like my what's my it, two my, aunt, great aunts, my, my two great aunts, Rose and Sadie." And she's like, "Ugh," yeah. you know, and everything. And uh, the the poor man, uh, farmer guy, is is in the room when that happens. He oh, he's kinda, walking by. He's walking by, and he kind of hears them. And when he goes in, she's like, "What do you want?" To, his wife's like, "What do you want to name him for their twins?" And he's like, how about, I don't know. Remember, they've got like a bajillion children. So they're probably like, God, what name do we even have left to give? And he's like, let's do Rose and Sadie. And she's like, oh, I love it. So we have two Roses and two Sadies. And then smash cut to the future, which is the past. But they're present, (laughs) which is 1988. 
<laughs> wow, that was good. I know, right? That was impressive. I know. I'm very good whenever uh, you don't interrupt me. <laughs> now I'm lost. Uh, we, we get like this 80s like industrial film strip thing where it's like, you know, industry, yeah. you know, in community. Brought to you by Hollow Maid. Like it just sounds like something from an industrial film strip. And we cut immediately to Mary Gross! Who's very? Who's basically getting a phone call that Sadie's coming? To you, by, you said brought to you by Holomaid. I think you mean Miramax. No, but Holomaid hadn't shown Miramax. Moramax. Oh, Moramax. Not Miramax. Not Miramax, right? Moramax is the name of the company. But my yeah. point was that hadn't come up yet. So, oh, oh, oh. So gotcha, Holomaid gotcha. was the only company that I knew uh, when I saw gotcha. that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you end up with what you end up with basically. Mary Gross is answering the phone. Yes. Uh, you know, I always love when I see Mary Gross at anything. You know, because it's, it's a good moment. For one thing, it's probably an '80s movie. She, you know, like you know, she was she was all over the places of that girl in the '80s. You don't really see her as much after the '80s. Uh, you know, but she's always a delight. To I see. don't remember what movie it is, but Mary Gross t- was in a movie where she talks about having sex, and it's so awkward. And was it possibly True Beverly Hills? No. Because she's in that. Yeah, but she doesn't talk about sex in that. You sure? Does she talk about getting on top of a guy and like moving her body around to make a little O and that's how she can have an orgasm while she's on top? Maybe. It's been a while. I don't think she talks about that. It's been years since I've seen that movie, True Beverly Hills, people. True Beverly Hills. Good porno. Um, Anyway, starring Mary Gross. Anyway, um, so basically we are introduced to Bette Midler. Is uh, she's the rich? She's the rich Sadie. She's the I guess quote unquote evil one. Evil, evil Sadie. And then uh, and then Lily Tomlin is the rich Rose, who I guess is the good one. Is what I this is what I wrote at the time. This is my shorthand. I don't think anyone's technically evil in this movie. Possibly Sadie. (laughs) She's at least very eighties. Eighties Sadie. And their their last name is Shelton, as uh, as we stress. So I I'm I'm probably just going to be like you know. Be like poor and rich to do to to split them wow, up because that's, that's how my notes that's well that's how my notes are. Right. What, the two of them were raised rich and two of them were raised poor. I you could I, just say the Ratliffs. Yeah, the good guys, the poor ones who are good. Yes, and anyone who's born rich is evil. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so Ben Midler is is the evil one, the rich one, no, and Lily Tomlin is Rose is the is Rose. Rose is so Bet Midler is like the consummate '80s like corporate. Yes. You know, like she's in charge of Moramax, the company that they inherited from their father. Yep. Who, you know, who has passed away. Both their parents have passed away, supposedly. Yes. I mean, I mean, it's been 40 years. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, there's, I don't think there's a horrible, tragic accident so much as they were old. I think they were just old. You know, um, um, and, uh, and meanwhile, Lily Tomlin is more like, she's more, the more spacey, scatterbrained, sweet uh, sister who's not really equipped for the dog-eat-dog world of business, even though she's very equipped for a dog-love-dog world yes. of dog ownership. Although she has a really mean-ass dog that she just got named uh, <laughs> Duke. Named Duke. And she's, she's dragging it. It's, a, it's like a... What, what is that? It's a... Um, what was the dog? I can't remember the breed now. Oh, I don't know. It was a skinny but fur... Not a borzoi. Not that. No, it wasn't that. No, big. it was. It was, like it was a, a furry dog. It wasn't. It was like a furry, but it was thin though. It was yeah. a furry but thin dog. I don't know. It looked a mutt. Yeah, maybe it was a mutt, but but like instead of a leash, it had like a big like a big long scarf. It looked kind of like uh, Steven Tyler's microphone. It was actually her scarf, but yeah. she's got this dog. Uh, there's a whole comedy bit where it gets caught in the elevator and and starts dragging her up, and she's and and uh, Mary Gross has to yell like, "Let go of the <laughs> let go of the 
the scarf, you know, and then she's freaking out because she's lost the dog. And she's like, just hit the down button. It'll come back, you know, and like the dog comes back and she's like, oh, Duke, there. And the dog immediately snarls at her. And I have to say, this is some good dog acting because the dog actually pops teeth for a second. Uh, Unlike many dogs we've seen, (laughs) which where there's a snarl sound effect. But they're they're a very happy dog. dog. So excellent dog acting for this dog. Um, And then, uh, let me see, then she gets a phone, like, no, is she visited by or just a phone call from Michael Gross? It's a phone call. Phone call from Michael Gross, which you either know, depending on uh, your age and inclination, you probably either know him from Trimmers or Family Ties. Here's a question. Mary Gross, Michael Gross, any relation? I didn't even occur to me, even though they're written like less than an inch and a half away from each other in this page. I have no idea. Well, that, should be you that should be something I look up while you talk about the next person you see. Uh, well, let's talk about Michael Gross because it's important. We find out that Michael Gross is having a, has been having a relationship with uh, Rose, but they broke up the night before. Um, she's telling this to Sadie and she's freaking out about it because I guess, you know, she wants to get married, but he wasn't, it. he was a little... Holy shit, they are brother and sister and I never knew this until just now. Oh, welcome. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm glad they didn't end up together in this movie. That oh, God, that would have been creepy. So anyway, so he's a doctor, Dr. J is literally what they call him. And he calls... Um, his actual name is J, by the way. Yeah. It's literally, his name is J, J- Mar- Dr. J Marshall. Yeah, J. Yeah, but J-A-Y. I mean, it's not like just, it's just like, not, not like J, like Julius Irving, Dr. J. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, he call he calls while uh, Rose runs to the bathroom. I think, and they're about to go into this big meeting. And he and Sadie answers the phone, and he's basically and he mistakes Sadie for Rose, and basically says, "You know, I'm really sorry about our fight last night, and you know the M word just sort of scares me a little bit." And he's like, "The reason is because I don't want to be married, you know, to you and have to deal with your, you know." scummy sister or whatever it is that he says about <laughs> yeah. I don't remember exactly what he says but um and she's like and and he said I'd have to I, basically if I do that like I'd basically you know want to throw up or so I don't know exactly but she, she just goes take a purge and then yeah. she like hangs up the phone yeah because yeah because yeah ba- yeah so yeah we don't really that's right we don't actually see him meeting with her because no. she's not just upset about she's him right yeah. yeah okay yeah Sorry, if you said that, I was looking. I was so excited about Michael Gross. I oh, yeah, know you were. Being, being brother and sister. So now they go into this meeting with. Um, is it? The, it's not the stockholders. It's well, the, before the stockholder meeting, don't they? Before the stockholder meeting, doesn't uh, doesn't her her ex husband show up? Oh yes. So, as they're um, on the way to the so meeting. So Sadie's ex husband yes. shows up with their kid, uh, and their kid uh, who Seth is Green. baby Seth Green, and uh, it's it's very disturbing that Seth Green has always looked like like that. Seth Green. Like it's a little weird because like. Yeah, I look kind of like me as a child, but if you'd put a picture of Seth Green now next to Seth Green as a child, it'd be like, wait, did you just did you just age him? Did you just use a computer to de-age him? Yeah, it's very creepy. It's very creepy. It's he very was creepy. Just like himself. Like he already had Seth Green a Seth Green face as a child. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it ain't right. No. It ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. Man, I'm just gonna repeat it ain't right until I come up with something to actually say. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so we find out that Seth Green is kind of a little shit. Oh, he's a total little shit. He's a very spoiled kid because apparently his mother has been giving giving him like, it's like $100 for each B and $200 for each A that he gets in school. So he's buy, he gets to buy whatever. He has like plenty of money. Plenty of money. And, like, and he's young. He's like, you know, he's like, what, supposed to be like 10, 11 maybe? Maybe. You know, like he's, he's way too young to have that much discretionary cash just rolling around. Right. You know, just, you know, 
you know, and it hit her, her husband says something like, you know, I'm trying to raise like a good kid, not a CEO or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, well, why can't it be both? Why can't it be both? You know, yeah. it's like, well, it's because there's no such thing as a good CEO. Well, this uh, is true. But, <laughs> but, but this is the 80s, so we have to pretend like that's not a, that's not a hard, fast fact of nature. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, they go to the shareholders meeting. Yeah. And I don't know. Is that, is that the one where she has the stuff in her face? Or, or yeah, that happens yeah. later, yeah. That happens later. I don't know. So Rose, they, they, all, they both sit down and, like, basically Rose is not supposed to talk in these meetings because she's not as business savvy. No, as she's the not idea. pure evil. Yeah, she's not pure evil like Sadie. Um, so Sadie's whole thing is she basically says, you know, we, we have this little company that we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to offload, basically. It's... Um, in Hollow Made, or it's in, in Jupiter, Jupiter Hollow. Hollow. It's Hollow Made in, in West Virginia. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, somewhere in there. I mean, who gives a crap? Yeah, you know about it. And of course, Rose is actually very upset by that because you know they. She knows that's where they were born. Yeah, and that like that her father bought this company. You know, like you know, like it's a sentimental holding. Right. You know, you know, and it, and hilariously enough, they've never actually been to this town. Right, they've never been to the town, and probably because Rose Rose probably would have gone, but Rose is no has no willpower of her own and just does whatever and uh, what's Sadie impo- tells her. What's important to note here is that um, Mora Max has a a reputation of being kind of a crappy, like, like a shady eighties company. Yeah, like they like apparently like the, the they have a they've they've had some debacle about like which you learn actually in the next scene. Yeah, uh, which, which when we cut back to Jupiter Hollow and where we meet Rose Ratliff. Yeah, but but no, they talk about it in the scene. Oh, do they do? Yeah, do yeah, they? Because yeah, yeah. she because she talks about it in there. Yeah, but they she? also talk about it in yeah, the so shareholders meeting because the shareholders are like you know we have an image problem because of you know the fact that we, we put five hundred Santas out of work. That's and, I think they they refer to that later after the I think it's first talked about in but it doesn't matter it, anyway. They but they do talk about they, they, they Moramax has an image problem yes because they like they they, they like fired like five hundred Santas and so and they all kind of showed up at there and they're like we don't want this to happen again so Sadie has to be really cagey about. All of this, and they're like, "Well, if they're unhappy with the fact that we're, you know, uh, going to, it'll, it'll be a big PR thing yeah, to the, lose yeah, all these American jobs." Yeah, it, and like, she's so like, "No, what? no, no, they're very happy about it. They're very happy about and it." And then that's when it cuts to, to Jupiter Hollow. Jupiter Hollow, where there's a huge, they're having a big fundraiser to get enough money to, like, you know, like send to send uh, to the, send uh, Rose Ratliff, who yeah. is Lily Tomlin. Who is unlike unlike Sadie Ratliff, unlike Sadie, unlike I'm sorry, unlike Rose Shelton. Shelton. This is going to scream me up. Unlike the unlike the rich one, the poor one is a real firecracker. Yes, like she's really just like, you know, she's opinionated, she's sassy. Everyone, everyone in the town, like you know, loves and respects her. I think she's no, she's not the mayor. I'm sorry, they know the mayor. Yeah, uh, but she's definitely someone who is like a like someone. She's in got the a town. lot of influence. Every, well, I mean, it's a small town. Everyone yeah. knows each other. But she's like, obviously, like, she's like the one leading the crusade to save, you know, the fact that, the, the, you know, the factory yeah. that, that, that she, because they're going to sell it to this Italian guy uh, whose uh, name is Fabio Alberici. Yes. And I, I, I think his company is also called Alberici. Something but, like, like that, yeah. But anyway, they're going to sell them to him. And they, and they're, you know, everyone, they're all like, well, like, you know, we're getting these promises that they're just, you know, the, our jobs aren't going to be lost. But what, you know, like, what if they turn it into strip mining? I mean, this is West Virginia. That's right. what people do. They strip mine. So before we go any further, know. I just want to throw out there because it's going to start getting really confusing as we describe this. The important characters to note are the two Sadies, one, mm-hmm. the rich Sadie, poor Sadie. And I was rich, about to introduce, I was about to introduce poor Sadie. Yeah. 
poor, uh, Rich Rose, Poor Rose. Okay, so Rich those, Rose, Poor Rose is my favorite novel from the late <laughs> seventies that was turned into a series. And then the, the men that are going to be important in this—that I mean, other than like ancillary characters that we'll talk about—the four important men in this are Alberici, who's the Italian Fabio Alberici, who you don't meet yet. Right, the ex-husband. Yeah. Well, actually, you're forgetting some important men if you think because there's at least five important men there. Well, hold on. Uh, Dr. J, who we've introduced. Six important men. And then there's Ruin. Rune, not Ruin. I didn't mean Ruin. Rune. <laughs> Rune. Ruin. His name is Rune. His name is Rune. 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 I you forget, and, and somehow you're forgetting the two two of the most important Oh, men, I know. Edward Graham Har- Sherborne Graham. and Michael. Yeah. Well, Edward Hermorn is And you've already met them. And they, well, they're much more important to the overall plot of the movie than Jay to or the, the plot, husband. But I'm talking about, you know, for the interest of the... Yeah, okay, but but much like the actual Shakespeare comedies, yes. the love interests are actually not that important. Right, okay, so, but the point is that poor Rose, yeah. Brubach, the Ratliff, is, 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 is dating Rune. Rune. Rune is Fred Ward. Yeah, Rune is Fred Ward, the, the delightful Fred Ward. Uh, we've talked about how much we love him in uh, Remo Williams. Uh, and that, this, this movie point, does nothing to disabuse me of that notion. I love Fred Ward. He is a delight. Yes, and <laughs> I'm neither a big, I'm a big, big, big Fred Ward. Neither fan. Sadie is with anybody right neither now. Neither Sadie is currently with anyone. The rich wealthy Sadie, Sadie has an has ex-husband. An ex-husband. Okay, just wanted to All put right. that out there. It's just confusing otherwise. And again, to reiterate, wealthy Rose just basically got broken up with by, or not necessarily broken up with, but got rejected in some ways by Doctor J. Yes. So. This is going to get confusing. I am not going to help you out any more than this. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, then we then we meet poor Sadie. Poor Sadie, who is singing to a cow. Yes, well, she's yodeling. <laughs> yodeling. It's, it's, well, it's a movie with Bette Midler, so you know she gets at least two songs. Yes. Uh, and this one, both songs are yodel. Yeah. Both songs are yodeling Yodelies. songs. Uh, but she's she's yodeling and singing a song to basically to a cow, and the cow gives a, 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 an amazing take. The which cows. reminds the, good, the, cow, good cow acting. Yes, the cow actually reminded me a lot. Of our of our poor departed Sparky, Aww. he had that, he had that same look of what the hell are you doing? That walleye. That, look. Well, that that look of like what are you doing with yeah. that sort of head tilt and glance. And it also yeah. was kind of the look I was giving this scene because I'm like I'm watching Bette Midler yodel. This ain't right. She does a good job. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, she's about? an excellent yodeler, but it's still it's Bette Midler yodeling. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like Bette Midler is not someone I think of as a hillbilly. Yeah, I know. Let's just put it that way. I don't think of her doing Appalachian mountain folk music. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think of her more singing Barry Manilow written songs about, you know, that are witty, you know. Yes. Anyway, so um, she sings, she's singing because they're trying to fundraise. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. And, she, and then we, yeah. And uh, just for the for the sake of just just so I don't forget, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say it now because there, there there's a cut to another scene and they cut back. Yeah. In the other scene, the only big thing of importance is that Rose, like, give, says something, Rich Rose says something to, this, to, the, uh, to the board. And she has like a muffin stuck in her teeth because yeah. there's a whole thing about the running thread in this is Bette Midler's character is very annoyed that Lily Tomlin's character, well, Bette Midler's wealthy Bette Midler is very annoyed that poor, that, that wealthy Lily Tomlin doesn't put on weight and and can eat whatever she wants and eats all the time. Whereas like wealthy, wealthy Bette Midler is like, like eats, says she eats 60 calories a day and okay. she still gains weight. I have weight. to needle scratch. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And yes, we're going to talk about body image apparently. We have to talk about the body image issue. Okay. Okay. It's the 80s. Okay. What it's are you going to do? The, the 80s. 80s sucked about this. The 80s sucked about I'm Fat I'm watching Bodia. Bette Midler in this movie, y'all. And... This is the same as in... This is almost identical to Ruthless People, a movie that came out the same year, yeah. I think. She's... Sure, she's busty. Sure. But she's... 
She's not fast. She's she's approximately in this movie about our age. Yeah. She and looks at, and at that age, it's very hard to not gain weight. Well, and but also. she's also not fat. No, not at all. No, not even she's she's Hollywood fat, which means she's about the size of a normal thin person. It's it's absolutely astounding to me and at least in ruthless at least in ruthless people they put her in big floopy heavy clothing yeah. in the beginning so she looked like she was a little less skinny than she yeah. actually was yeah. and then they unveiled her actual body as skinny at the end of the movie she has the same body that she had at the end of now admittedly Lily Tomlin is rail thin yes exactly but that is a, that's just because of a different build that Lily Tomlin had for most of her life it makes me psychotic how how we how we have vilified women and like and this is the thing like later on in the movie she goes in and she's like I'm a size three and they're like ah uh, and they're like okay a size five and it's like mm, fine just give me a nine I'm sorry a, a size, size nine, nine is not not big it's not big but you know anyway Ugh. but anyway Hollywood but but the point the point being she makes a line about what are we from di- it's like we're from different families all together yes you know? which is like, funny which ha, is ha, ha, ha. Where, where the joke is because they are you know. They're twins, but they don't really look at much alike at all. Yeah, you know, and also uh, when we're when we're look- so anyway, the other point of the scene is that like she's deli- like again she's delivering uh, Lily Tomlin is delivering a uh, like a thing to the board, and she's trying to be impassioned about about like we got you know like we got to at least make sure these people still have jobs, you know, like she's, right. you know this is where we this is where we were born. This is still important in some way to me, you know, and and meanwhile like. She's got a huge chunk of muffin in her teeth, and everyone's trying to like gesture, and like they're making weird ma- like facial expressions and things to try and pointing at their mouth to try and get her to like, yeah. like you know, like. So anyway, that scene ends, and we go back to the important thing of this is where we learn the the other fact about Sadie. Other than Sadie can sing, yes. as well as Bette Midler, coincidentally enough. But it's that I mean that 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 you know redneck Sadie can sing. Redneck Sadie, poor Sadie, she's not a redneck. Uh, poor Sadie can sing, and. Um, she leaves the stage. She gets love professed to her by a dude that looks so much like Jeff Daniels that I had to Google it to make sure it was not a young Jeff Daniels. I mean, not that young. This is only a few years before Dumb and Dumber, but... And, it's not. And, and only a couple of years before Arachnophobia, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's not. It's not. Um, it's some other dude. Um, but um, this is where she lear- you learn that she has never felt at home... In, in Jupiter Hollow. In Jupiter Hollow, in much the same way that Rich... Rose, Rose has never felt at home in New York. She wants a nice, quiet country life. And poor Sadie is very, very, very much wants to live in the big city and like have an exciting life and go shopping and have a social life and go out dancing, yeah. you know, and just get to like go around the town, um, you know. And she's, it's like, it's her, it's her dream, you know, basically to get the heck out of this one horse town. So she's begging, like, she wants to go along with Rose, with, with I'm sorry, with. Yeah, no, she's Sadie. She wants to go along with her sister, poor Rose, to go to, to the New uh, to New York, you know. And Rose is like, you know, this is a real big business trip. We're not going to do anything fun. This isn't your chance to run around and have have a great time in the big city. We we are going up there. We are going to go to Moramax. We're going to give them a piece of our mind and go talk to the shareholders and convince them not to do this, you know. And that is it. And Sadie's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and you find out that she she basically tells Rose that she's not coming back. Yeah, yeah, she's like she's absolutely not coming back. She's planning to just go to the city and stay there. Yeah, uh, now, and that's when the, you, and that's when Rune shows yeah, up and say. Fred Ward Rune shows up to 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 
two row two poor rows. two poor rows and he's basically talking about how like you know there's a whole talk where it's 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 an obvious like why aren't we married yet yeah. discussion or why why haven't you asked me to marry you discussion and yeah. you know and you know they're they're middle aged like this they are they are according to the like a, like the the, the storyline of this movie they're essentially about forty yeah you know and you know like but like Rune has got his <laughs> this is great but Rune has got this big mini golf game. That he's got to, like, and he's masters. like, if I this Masters. And he needs, he's like, Rose, you're always there for me. You know, I need you, I need you with me in the audience for this, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and he's like, once, once I win that prize money, I can use that to, like, you know. To get you a real diamond. To get you a real diamond. And we're going to get married. And then we're going to, and then, and then I'll get married. But right now, I just, I, I, yeah, I He gives her win. this ring with, like, a miniaturized golf ball. Yeah. And she absolutely would not take it. She's like, no. Yeah. You know, like, she, you know. And then, basically, like. He thinks she's gonna stay and be and and go see him at at the at the mini masters as they call it, mini <laughs> which is great. Later, it's not gonna be a, you're not gonna see that for a while. Yeah. But uh, but I I was very delighted to find out this was real because I just thought it was like a local tournament he was going to, and yeah. it was the most pathetic thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. But anyway, um, sponsored by Jameson. So anyway, they they leave. They say goodbye to their family. Their family does not know that that uh, that Rune does not know that she won't be at the at the tournament. At the tournament. And no one else knows that Sadie plans to stay in New York. Right. Like, this is her, this is her, like, she's basically trying to take a one-way trip here and just yes. figure out how to stay there stay forever. Because she, she's tired of that, that one-horse town. Yep. And, like, anyway, and meanwhile. Meanwhile, back at the, Meanwhile, back, back, at, back at the, back at the city ranch. Meanwhile, back at Moramax. <laughs> Uh, um, they, the, the, the wealthies. Talk, yeah, and talk about um, uh, Edward Herman and, and Chuck. Well, yeah, they're 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 important at this. Next they're time. they're very important at this point. Basically, um, Chuck. Uh, not Chuck. It's <laughs> Chuck. Isn't there's it? a Chuck, but this isn't Chuck. Uh, this is uh, Chuck is another character entirely, isn't it? I thought Chuck was one of the two dudes. No, it's Graham, Graham and Michael. Oh, Graham. I was thinking. Okay. Uh, right. Chuck is a uh, Chuck is a uh, is the uh, oh shit I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's unimportant. Anyway. anyway, Chuck is an entirely different character, regardless, regardless of which. I, I don't remember who Chuck is, actually. He's probably I, not even a person in this He's movie. in the cast. Oh. <laughs> he's played by he's played by Daniel Gerald, <laughs> but I don't know. I, is he the, the husband? No. The ex-husband? Yes, yes. Chuck is her ex-husband. Okay. That's Chuck, yes. All Chuck right. is her ex-husband. Doesn't matter. Uh, bearded is. guy. Bearded guy. Bearded guy looks like they, they couldn't get... Uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember the actor's name. I was going to make a good joke here about that one actor, but they couldn't get... That they couldn't get, but... Um, so anyway, they the uh, Graham and... Mazer, Richard Mazer. Oh yeah, he's a you can't get Richard Mazer actor. Graham and what's his bucket? Who's the other one? Graham and Michael. Graham they are Michael. they are like the other like members of like the high up executives, and they're so obviously in a relationship together. It's a lovely it is, moment. It is very. It is they are very obviously gay. Now it's not really presented too much for laughs considering no it's not Would I mean I it's like... a little bit they're, they're a the little end. stereotypical yeah but that's about it and they're, but they're not like flagrantly shown no. so like it's not it's not tremendously offensive no it's that, not like like you know like it's basically they're, they're but they're very obviously gay especially Michael Michael is a little more like as a little more over the top yes. a little more flamboyant but they're both like in that they're, they're both reserved in a way that shows they're, that they're kind of closeted yes and I don't think their relationship is a public thing probably not but uh, but they are, I mean, honestly, it's almost not professional anyway. Whether they were, even if it was a heterosexual relationship, because yeah. they're basically working together at a pretty high level. Yeah, uh, you know, in this in this corporate thing. Right. Um, I'm one of the. I, it feels like it feels like Graham might be Michael's boss. I think Graham Maybe. is slightly higher ranked. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Because Graham's the one who led the discussion, but they're leading the negotiations with Fabio Alderici, Alderici. this Italian businessman, and. 
they 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 they've flown him in for the meeting and they're you know like they're like basically the the two wealthy women are going to meet Fabio at the airport because the other two uh Graham and Chuck not Chuck Graham and what's Michael, it, Michael. Graham and Michael <laughs> Michael I'm not drunk have to stay um, because they've been getting these letters from an R. Ratliff. R. Ratliff. And, and talking about how, like, basically, he, like, in their mind, they think it's a guy. And yeah. they're like, he and his sister are yeah. going to come up here and raise hell. Yeah. There's all these different threats. And so they've got to be there in case they in case up. these people show up. Like, this guy and his wife that they're expecting. From R. Holland. Ratliff. Yeah. From, 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 from Jupiter Hollow. Yeah. So they're, 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 like, so basically, they're split. They're, the, the two sisters are going to go meet Fabio to kind of make a good impression on him, make him feel important and welcome, take him back to the hotel that he's staying at, and that they've got a room at for some reason. I don't quite know. I guess they did. I, 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 maybe I missed it. You didn't really know either. We were we trying to figure out like, why yeah. are they, if they live in the city, why are they getting a hotel room? Yeah, it didn't make But, any like, sense. I guess it's so they can negotiate at the hotel, uh, like, all the night and, they, and whatever. It seems weird. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to make sense. But maybe because the shareholder meeting is at the hotel, so maybe they. Maybe just, that's it. Yeah, so yeah, they're having a night. Like, it. it's just easier to. Like, yeah, they just stay there and then go straight to yeah. the shareholder meeting. That's all I can think. Yeah, that's yeah, the, it's that about makes the sense. only it, logical like, it, thing not, that makes sense. I don't today. think it's ever made 100% clear. It's not. Um, but anyway, so they're going to meet him and then they're going to go, they're going to go back to the hotel, hotel together. They meet him with their driver, Harlan, you know, like Harlan, the, same yeah. Harlan. It's, it's the same Harlan with just a little bit of gray spray in his hair and pretty much no other age makeup, yeah. you know, like, like it's kind of amazing, you know, like, you know, so yeah, so he's, he's supposed to be playing and I mean, I guess he can be no younger than, I mean, I guess in theory he could be only like 58, yeah. <laughs> you know, if he was like 18 or so when he had the job, yeah. but he looks like he's like 30 when they're driving him. Yeah. So he should be like 70 at least. I mean. But he, and he look, the actor looks like he's playing, looks like he's like maybe in his mid forties, yeah. but he's got, and his hair is gray. Uh, that's the main, that's the only real difference. Um, so they, he, he, Harlan drives them to the airport now, you have to remember that the rat, the the poor Sadie and Rose are flying in They're at the flying same in. time that Rich Sadie and Rose are going to the airport. To and there's Fabio. this and there's this exciting incidental music that where it's not just a bass, but the bass line for the incidental music sounds like I mean, for not for the incident, the airport music sounds like the incidental music from Seinfeld. Yes, it's it like does. a lot of bam, 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 bam. That, like that that really farty slap bass with a little bit of a synth feel to it. So they. <laughs> Uh, so the whole idea is that they're and looking- this is such an obvious. It's, they don't even try to do no, the swap. No, they literally they show up. They show Alberici looking at a magazine of a picture of Rose and Sadie, so he knows what they are. He knows what like. they're going to look like. Um, like he like they he sees them and starts talking to them, and they're walking, and then all of a sudden they get called over to the limousine. Harlan sees them and says, "Come on, you know, like come he on." He sees and- the the the. The poor Sadie. The poor Sadie and the poor, and calls them over, and they're like, okay. okay. And they're like, like, what is this? We don't, you know, we're, we're going to get you. And, and Rose, poor Rose is very, um, She's very she, she's very suspicious of everything. Yeah, she's a country girl who doesn't trust the big city at all, and she doesn't trust that these she thinks she th- these people are going to buy her off. Yeah, she thinks that, yeah, she, yeah she, she thinks these people are trying to buy her off, and she's like whatever. And he's like, look, I don't care. They're like you know, like I'm here, whatever. I'm you here, know? Yeah, I mean, you, you might know, as well and, take a ride. And, might as well take a ride. And they see Alberici. And, and, and Alberici, I think he's already in. Yeah. Was he already in the limo? No, no, no. He he finds them out. He's like, I've been looking for you two, mm-hmm. and he finds them out. And on they the think they think he's they think he's 
been sent by because he talks like like he talks about Graham, uh, sure, Mister Sherborne. Yeah, and so and like Ian is like, oh, I see. He sent you here to butter us yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Sherborne is the person that she's been sending all of our letters to. So they so. And like again, yeah, again, it's such an obvious swap. They just walk up and they're like, "Get in the limo, yeah. you two. And they and so they get in and like and, and drive off. And then meanwhile, uh, the other the, the rich, the two rich people have been looking, looking for an Italian-looking guy. And so anyone who looks vaguely Italian, so they've been they've been speaking to, to in Italian, and they're like, "What?" And they somehow walked by the guy. And, and I mean, Fabio Alberici is the most fake Italian. Yeah. Look. I mean, he's played by a guy who's actually probably Italian. His yeah. last name's Placido. But like he is wearing like a white Armani suit. He is the most like he looks like the most like stereotypical rich Italian dude yeah. you could ever see. It's brilliant. So they're in the limo, and one of them. And by the way, there's a, there's a line where she like where um there's a pretty good line where for once in my life I'm gonna be Joan Collins, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Yeah. That's poor Sadie talking to like that whenever she gets a chance to ride in the limo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then honestly, there is a genuinely hilarious awkward limo scene. Yes, it's phenomenal. Where oh, but before that, they they come out and they see the limo driving off. Right. The, like the, the rich the, people, the rich and they're people. like, what the. Yeah. You know, and so they have to get a cab to get back. Yes. So anyway, then they were, we're in this really awkward uh, limo scene, uh, you know, where they're basically the two sisters are like smile. He's like trying to talk to them and they're like really weird and awkward. And, and there's just somehow, somehow he gets it in his mind that they don't want to talk business right now. They don't yeah. want to negotiate. Well, I think it's because, well, it's because she's like, you know, like kind of being like, I don't want yeah. to, like, she's not, she's not having any yeah. of it. He's trying to like be friendly. He's trying to be kind of friendly and a little flirty yeah. with them. And they're like not having it. Well, one of them's not having any of it. And the other one is just starstruck yeah. by being in a limo. Yeah. And then the phone rings, the, you know, the yeah. car phone, which is a big deal then. <laughs> the phone rings and like they, everyone's just looking around like, uh, well, the phone. Like, like, is anybody going to answer the phone? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, and so they so Sadie, uh, picks, it Sadie up. picks it up, and uh, who was it? it? It's the it's the hotel. It's the hotel saying, wanted, uh, what kind? Of it, what kind? Oh yeah, well, roses, roses or tulips, and she's yeah. like, roses. Yes. And they're like, yes, roses, yeah. and they're like looking, and he's like, and she hangs up. She's like, some sort of survey. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know. And Rose goes, and I'm and, Rose. And, <laughs> like, and like, yeah, I'm Rose. You know? The other, yeah. other wonderful moment. And, and, and then Fabio like picks up his Italian newspaper yeah. and is just like, okay. The best part of my favorite moment, though, is uh, is um, uh, uh, Rose goes to uh, take a piece of uh, gum and she offers it to him. And he says, thank you. And he and she, she tears, off, tears, she tears it in half, half like my grandmother. Yeah. It was it was so she good. Gives him a half. Oh my god, half a stick of double mint. Such a Just, good moment. Yeah, like like exactly also, the kind of stuff my grandmother would do it's anytime. Double mint. Double mint. I know, it's perfect. It's double, double mint. mint. I get it. Yes. Yes, they it's, are the double mint twins. I get it. I get it. I get okay. it. Anyway, the, meanwhile, the, the, the two Richies are in the cab and uh Rich Rose being honest, like tells the cabbie, like, oh, we don't have enough money to make it. Yeah, you which know? is ridiculous. Which is which why would you say that? Because first of all, just all you have to do, because you're super rich, is shut up till the cab gets there and say, "Leave the mo- leave the meter you're running. running. We're gonna yeah, get we're your gonna money. get your, your get the money. You know, like it'd be it'd be so easy for them to fix this problem. But Rose is too honest. Rose is too honest, and so they end up getting having to like go to like the fuck <laughs> they had to go on the subway, yeah. and you know they're in, they get dropped off in this incredibly poor neighborhood, which yeah. means you get the movies few people of color. Actually, no, there's a there's a lot of people in the shareholders meeting. Weirdly enough. Like not a lot, but there were, there's at least three or four black people in the shareholders meeting, which is more than you'd ever Overseas, expect to see in an eighties movie. What if the movie gets a line? Yeah, I know. Wild. 
But they get dumped, you know. Anyway, um, they but they finally get dropped off at the hotel. There's a drunk homeless guy out front who's kind of a running character in yeah, the movie. He's and, like a, he, and like the Seinfeld base kind of follows, follows him as him, he walks yeah. away. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so they get inside now before And they, the bell... Oh, I'm sorry, go before, on. I'm going to say, because, because we don't want to talk about... Rich, the rich one's getting there first. We want to get talk about the. No, I know that's what I'm, ta- that's what okay, I'm talking. That's okay. That's who. That's who's oh, there. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, go ahead. No, the, he shows me. up with the. He shows up on the poor people show. Yes. At the hotel with with, with Fabio. With Fabio and the limo. Like they get they basically they get the moment they get in the uh, hotel manager who's. I mean, almost Kyle McLaughlin with just a poor a little, man's with a, just a little edge of like Spader. Yeah, like added in. I really do not weird. know who the actor is, but uh, he look like he's vaguely familiar. But I don't know if he's vaguely familiar because he kind of looks like if Kyle McLaughlin and uh, James Spader, James Spader fell into like a teleporter and turned into uh, Br- Brindlefly, Brindlecoop. I don't know. Brindle- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Spader, Spader Coop. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, Kyle McCouplin. <laughs> but uh, no, that's one character playing his part. I, I did that wrong. Um, what, anyway. What's, what's the name of Spader's character in uh, Pretty in Pink? I don't know any of James Spader's characters. I don't know. Blacklist Magoo? <laughs> I have no... I can't think of a single character actually played by James Spader. Oh, Ultron. That's the only one. Ultron. <laughs> I mean, it's not Blaine, because that's... That's not. That's uh, Blaine is definitely a character from Andrew McCarthy. That's Andrew McCarthy. That's Andrew McCarthy. Anyway, giant Gouda wheel in a basket. That's the next note I have. Great. They yeah they they get they get their gift basket at the hotel and there's roses of course but there's also like a huge I mean a huge wheel of Gouda in it that probably weighed like three pounds. It is like it is like five inches thick and like six inches in diameter. John, you know what that means. It's time for timer. <laughs> yes, it is. Seriously, I'm hankering for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> and uh, and uh, let me see. Uh, so they're, so they're getting checked into this suite. enormous, amazing suite. And as they're getting checked into this enormous, amazing suite, where the manager is upstairs uh, showing them everything, all their amenities and everything, that's when the sisters show the, the rich sisters show up and try to check into their room. And their luggage gets taken away immediately, and then uh, and uh, they are trying to check in. And while they're trying to check in, they're like, "No, that room was just checked out. Yeah, we just took the key. There's no keys." Like what? So she's and it turns into this whole thing. Like she's very angry. She's trying to get a hold of the manager, of course, but there's no cell phones. I guess no pagers either, because the manager's up in the room. Right. And at one point, their luggage shows up at that room, yeah. and they're like, "That's not ours. Yeah. Send it back." So they're they're like, "Where's our luggage? Oh my god, you've lost yeah. our luggage. We don't have a room." And then the luggage comes back, and he's like, "Well, I found you the room right next to it. It's it's exact you know, it's, same, it's same room, you know." Like, and they're like, "All right, fine, we'll just take it." Yeah. You know, and so and this poor and the, and this is this poor this poor desk clerk, this poor desk clerk is this is the beginning of his his odyssey in this yes. movie. Yes. You know, I've I've written fan fiction about him because I. I <laughs> I want him to have a better. You a do better want him to have a better ending, yeah. This, this poor guy. Yeah. He, he gets. He goes through the ringer in this movie. He sure does. And uh, this. This. By the way, if you are a fan of my very favorite movie of all time, Hudsucker Proxy, he is one of the two guys, uh, the, the two cab drivers eating at the eating at the diner and narrating the scene where uh, where Jennifer Jason Lee meets uh, meets Tim no, Robbins, but- and they and they do the bromo, bromo. He's one of those two guys. Um, anyway, um, you could tell them who the actor is. I don't remember his name. <laughs> I will have to open up. I will have to open up my iPad. That's Clark. 
It is Joe Grafassi. That's the guy. Grafassi. That is yes. his name. He does John like- Vickery played the hotel manager, by the way. Let's ah. see what... Uh, he was in Babylon 5 and Star Trek. Ah. Uh, two nerd properties I'm not as familiar with. Ah. Um, he's been... He's played... He played both Naroon and Mr. Wells on Babylon 5. And uh, his largest Star Trek role was as Rusat, a member of Damar's Cardassian Resistance Group. This is how I, I feel hearing this, how you feel whenever I start talking about Star Wars. Uh, and I, he played a I Klingon. Mean, basic Star oh, Wars. Oh, he was the, originated the role of Scar in The Lion King oh. in Broadway. <laughs> Obviously, because uh, Jeremy Irons originated the role in... in Jeremus Iron. Jeremus Iron. Anyway... Um, oh my god, he played Legolas in the 1979 radio adaptation of Lord of the Rings. Wow. Anyway. Who has a daughter named Alexandria? Not you. All right, anyway. But anyway, too he's many a, letters. Yeah, one, many. one too many letters. Anyway, so... Um, either, was, either that or you've got one too few to be a city no, in Egypt. No, no, One too few to be a city in Egypt. You're a city in Egypt. <laughs> Denial ain't just a city, city in Egypt, Egypt. honey. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Anyway, what the fuck are we even talking What movie is this? <laughs> Anyway, I, oh. my next note is watch lunch. Watch lunch? What? Watch la lunch? What does that say? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. There's something about lunch. Maybe you're <laughs> just hungry. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Oh, does that when Chuck shows up and like he and he wants to like meet for lunch with Bette Midler because he but he runs into the poor Bette Midler who wants to go out. Uh, not. There is so much incident. We are never, oh, God, we're never going to be movie. able to. We're never going to be able to cover all. I this. feel like we should kind of just give the gist. At this all right. Point. Anyway, anyway, but the, you know what? Let's ignore that note and go to my next note because this is my favorite part of the movie. This is Rune playing at the Mini Masters. Oh yes, it's so good. <laughs> they basically it's on ESPN and Chick Hearn, the actual Chick Hearn from ESPN, is announcing for this thing. And I love it. It's the '80s. There isn't even an ESPN two yet. No. So ESPN and ESPN wasn't as quite as major a force as they became later. So like it, it's very believable that ESPN would be covering a, a like a shitty little weird sport like they did. Like the stuff that got kicked to other ESPNs later on in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, but like they're so it's like they're, they're covering the Mini Masters and it's like there's a whole big crowd. Out and they're announcing it like it's a golf game hushed. with the hushed whispers and everything like that. It's lovely. And honestly, I'm going to say this right now. The Mini Masters would be so much better than real golf. Dude, I would watch the oh fuck out God. of that. And Rune is an amazing, amazing... You see him early. You see him doing like a putt with his yeah. with, with, it, with some kids. He's showing how to do it. Uh, you know, showing he's good with kids. Yes. Husband material. Husband material. Um, but anyway, he's, he's up. He's laying out. And he looks out at the crowd. And they're like, Rune... I can't remember his last name. Yeah. But Rune so-and-so. Who, like, you know, Rune... Uh, Oh, I mean, Rune Dimmick. Rune Dimmick. The favorite for this, you know, yes. is he's lining up his putt and, and he looks up in the audience because he's looking for Rose and he doesn't see her there and he's like, Rose, where yeah. are you? You're like yelling and Rose, one of Rose's sisters who was uh, in the movie earlier played by one of those actors that I know but I don't know what she was in yells out, oh, she went to New York, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And he goes, New York City. New York City. And he, I swear to God, it sounds like a goddamn El Pat, yeah. like Pace Picante commercial. Yeah. And he just drops his putter and leaves. And they're like, and it looks like he's left the game. <laughs> it's very <laughs> you know? funny. And so he's going straight to New York, you know, to raise hell is what it looks like. Yeah. And actually, this is, the movie pulls a switch right here yeah, on me. Because did you not expect this to be like a big time? Like he's going to go in and be like, what the hell are you doing here? And yeah. it was going to be like a big wedge in their relationship. Yeah. I 100%, like, the setup of that makes it feel like that's what's going to happen. But, but instead, instead, 
Well, we'll find out later because we got oh, a while till Rune uh, till Rune shows up. I'm tired just talking about this movie. It's so confusing. It's very. Good. I this love way, it, but it's not. Yeah, because like, and, and I was gonna say it? like th- then you get to cut because they they have Rune right next to there. You get to cut back to New York and this fucking cheap ass like fucking insert shot of the two windows and like you, you see basically uh, you basically see like the the two like pairs of twins each in their own respective window in an effect shot that looks about as realistic as Leia as Leia like pacing in the top of that building in Cloud City yeah. where it's an obvious insert shot onto a matte painting yeah. but this time it's an insert shot onto a photograph of yeah. the building it looks very fakey but it's kind of hilarious and this is when you actually get a scene and you know it's a French farce now yeah. we are hitting full ass French farce territory where Bette Midler goes out one door and in the other. Yes. As, like out like simultaneously. Yes. For for a, a and there's a lot of very obvious body double shots and split screen shots in okay. this movie. Here's what's important that happens here. As we know, Alberici has only met um, poor Sadie, so he's he's on the elevator and he's talking to Rich Sadie, who he thinks is the same, same Sadie because he doesn't know that there's two of them. And and Rich Sadie basically like sloughs him off or whatever. And then she realizes, oh, I just screwed that up because she finds out that that's who he is because she goes down looking for him. And then she goes and they start to have a drink together. So it's important to, to note is that they're going to negotiate a little bit. And I did the scare quotes to say that. And they end up like together at the bar at, and they're there's an obvious romantic interest, interest as, as well, well and as so evil evil rich Sadie is you know first of all how dumb is she that she doesn't recognize she's been looking for this guy who this Italian guy in a white Armani suit like says hello to her very friendly like and she doesn't and she's in the hotel he's supposed to be at yeah. and she doesn't think hey maybe this is the guy I've been trying to Ugh. meet you what's know, more important, and she blows him off when he first talks right, to him. Right, right. But then when they get together and are but talking, what's more important they're, when they're talking is that you find out that basically she's selling it for to to him for strip mining. Yeah, he that's what he plans to do, and also like he wants this sale to be done in yen right. because obviously he's trying to like do some money laundering as right. well. Like this is obviously a real shady deal, and and Rich Sadie is fine with that. She's yeah, she delighted about it. In fact, she's a little turned on by yeah, it. She, she and by the way, sexy. because it's in yen and he's talking about a Japanese, this is the '80s. We've managed to bring Japanese business of people into it. Of course, we have. Like it's the only time they're mentioned, but I'm like, of course, there has to be some connection to Japanese business people. It's yeah. the '80s, yeah. and it's a movie about business. You know, there's literally no reason other than that for them to right. even be in there. There's no Japanese company trying to hostily take them over. There's none of that. No, we there's, just get a sushi restaurant see, later. There's a sushi restaurant, but that has nothing to do with it. No. You know, that's for a different lazy joke. Yeah. Anyway, and while while they're in the hotel, so Rose Rose shows up at Moramax. Yes. And. She shows up, and first of all, she drops the word balls, like, immediately out in public. And they're like, what the... Because remember, Rose Shelton, Rich Rose, is nice and friendly. And, and like, and she comes in the door, and everyone's trying to be super nice to her. And it's she's, like... so suspicious. And, she, and she's mad, and she's, like, really harsh and uh, really abrasive to everyone. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty hilarious, because yeah. everyone's... And they're like, what are you doing here? And then she, like, basically yells them about, like, all this stuff, and they're like... Oh shit! Because even though she's usually nice and quiet, she technically has power, right? You know, so they're like, like she's like, you got. So she pulls Graham and Michael into a room and basically says, or they say, you know, what, you know, what, what do you want? And she's like, we're gonna, we're gonna leave, you know, Hollowmade or you know, whatever alone. And they're like, great. Wait, All what right. is it? What? Yeah, what is like? 
Sadie, really? Sadie said that? Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, Sadie, Sadie, Sadie agrees? Like, of what does it matter? Agrees. Of course she agrees. agrees. Yeah, like, because yeah. like, like, again, she, like, the, like that's why their names have to be the same. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. also, it's, you know, well, that because it's, again, comedy errors. Yeah. But, like, so there's this whole big, um, big thing where she's yelling at them and they're like, okay. And yeah. they're like, cool, we can take the day off. So yeah. they're just basically, they decide they're going to spend the rest of the day having dinner together, yeah. lunch together and have, have a good time. Uh, meanwhile, let's go back to poor Sadie. Poor Sadie is now getting to go out on the town. Yep. And there's a whole montage uh, set to music that sounds like the SNL theme, kind yes. of. It's like the kind of music you do. Like, literally, as I was watching, I was like, it's Saturday Night Live! With, you know. Yeah, it's very funny. With so she goes, Sadie Ratliff! So she goes off for a... Uh, and, and then she wanders into, into the set of Big. Yes, she does at FAO She Schwartz. ends up at FAO Schwartz. And I like it looked like the way she wandered into that, I really expected her to like hop on and play Heart and Soul with Robert Loggia. Yes. <laughs> and then you, she runs into Seth Green, who thinks it's she's his mom. His mom yeah. And he comes and he like threatens her with a toy gun. And she basically says, you know, what are you doing acting like this? And he, he's lippy with her because yeah. he's always lippy with his mom because he's a disrespectful, spoiled child. Yeah. And she basically threatens to hog time. And she actually does end up tying into a support hole yeah. with like, I don't know, like it was like a an elastic, like a headband. Yeah, or whatever. Headband. Like, yeah, I think he had a head, like a Rambo style headband on. Yeah. And she like tied him to that. And then Chuck shows up. And he's like, you know, obviously because he doesn't know it's a stranger. He doesn't realize a stranger has yeah. basically tied I'm his child to a pole. He thinks it's just his mother did that. Yeah. And he's like. And he very much approves of this new of this new Sadie, yeah. who is like no nonsense and like this boy's spoiled, yeah. you know. And he's like, "You agree with me?" He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you know, if I, you know, like blah blah." I feel bad that he would be this way. Like she, he thinks that she's like turned over a new leaf. Yeah. His wife, his ex wife, has turned over a new leaf. But this, actually, this total stranger is just thinks his kid's a, a shit. Shit, right? <laughs> you know, and thinks he needs to like like put the hammer down on. And he's like, "Listen, you want." You want to have lunch tomorrow? No, no, no. That doesn't happen. Then he comes to the he goes to the hotel. Oh, he comes to the hotel. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But he's very he's very pleasantly surprised yeah. by her attitude. Um, and I guess then she goes back out, and there's this whole and, and she continues her montage of walking. Uh, she's judged by a very obvious gay man window dressing, yes. uh, like for a store uh, for her outfit, and she kind of looks and is like, oh, okay. And then you see her. She she uh, I will say this. I have a note here. Well, I've seen yodeled steel drum music box dancer. Yes, you have. Yeah, because there's a steel drum street band playing music box dancer, and she yodels, yodels along it. with it, and, and everyone's and cheering. Michael and then, Gross sees her. Yeah. No, Mike, not her. Yeah. Michael Gross's roses. Yes. I'm talking about Sadie. I know. Oh no, he sees her. That's right. He's, he's eating. Like, he's eating a, a hot dog. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he, he knows her as a. a re- oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about. And this he's part. like completely like like taken aback because he knows Sadie as an ice-hearted evil person yes. basically. And here she is like being s- being fun, fun and having. And, and she ends up her feet ends up like she ends up because like so many people who go to like New York and walk around a lot or any large city and walk around a lot, she, she suddenly realizes the nice fancy shoes she wore were a bad idea. Yes, so she goes and, and gets a pair of sneakers. Gets a pair of like sneakers. sneakers and she shows that to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the window dresser and he kind of goes, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, then, uh, then we get Fabrici being gross. Um, and then out of nowhere, like Bette Midler's in like, at, back at the hotel, good, young, poor, poor Bet is back yeah. at the hotel and someone gives her a note from Sly. I don't know who Sly is then, because it's not it's not her it's husband. Her son. Oh, it's from her son. Yeah. Basically, he's given back all the money. Yeah. The father you know, makes him. The father made him give back all the money. money, so she's got this huge envelope full of cash from Sly, and she's like, she looks at. And first of all, uh, no, no bra money. 
No. Not in these COVID times. Yeah. She basically pulls up. She looks this big wad of money that's, you know, that's addressed to Sadie, you know, and she's like, and she takes a little bit out and just shoves it in her bra. Yeah. But she, then, then she goes back up and shows Rose what, what happened with that. Yeah. And like, you know, and Rose is like, oh, they are trying to bribe us. Yeah. Look at this. You know. Um, and she, she's like, I'm going to put this in the hotel safe. Yeah. Like, and that. then uh, that's, uh, then, oh shit. Then Remo Williams shows up. You see him in the train, uh, like the, the subway bus. train. Like the bus, I'm sorry. Um, this is back when Times Square was still Times Square. He, yes. comes, he comes out, like he's out on Times Square, I yes. think. And he's walking around doing the classic they used to do back when Times Square was still Times Square. And not like a little Disney theme park. Yes. Yeah, where he's like walking around getting blown away. Like it's kind of like they do that. If, it, if this movie was set in L.A., it would be Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. You know, with all the freaks and the weirdos and the sex clubs and everything. And he's just walking around. And they might as well just play it. Everybody's talking at me. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, so They're playing um, bro- uh, on Broadway, aren't they? At this point, yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think yeah. they're, 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 yeah, yeah, they're playing, they're playing a cover of On Broadway. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who's like it actually said it in the subtitles and like, but it was pretty soulful, pretty good cover actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not my not my favorite version, but it was good. It was a good version. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. And I, I and then the next note I have is uh you know he shows somewhat no pencil sharpener. What is the thing about the pencil sharpener? Isn't he? Isn't the desk clerk sharpening his pencil? Oh yes. Sadie thing. Oh yeah. That's when Sadie like so poor Sadie flirts with the desk clerk. Yeah, she doesn't realize she's flirting. Oh, I think she does. I think she's having fun being. She's opened up. She's flirting with everybody. Yeah. So she she flirts with the desk clerk. She, she kind of asks him like, "So what are you doing when you get off?" You know, yeah. it's like you know, it's like because she's talking about how beautiful the hotel room is yeah. and like how like. You know, and meanwhile, this is remember Rich Shady's already yelled at him, so he's a little confused. But she's, he's like, "Wow, she's been really nice to me." And she says, "It's a." It's basically, it's like you know, you, the view from the room. He's like, "I've never been above the third floor." She's like, "Oh, you should come up to my room and see it. It's a beautiful view." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, yeah. really?" Yeah. You know, like uh, when do you get off? You know, and he's like, ten or whatever, whatever it is." So he's like, you know, he's like all excited, you know, like you know, and then there's a there's a scene somewhere in, like this. Uh, Rune shows up, and Rune's buying something. He's buying. What was he buying? I thought he was buying a flower. Rune was buying, I think he was buying flowers for uh, Rose. For Rose. And meanwhile, the desk clerk is buying condoms. He grabs a thing of condoms. And then in a, in a great moment, he does a beat change, has, does a, like a little beat pause, thinks about it, and grabs another box. box. <laughs> Remember, this isn't a single condom. He's got a box of like, I guess three at least, or maybe six. That was, a big, that was a pretty was big, big box. box. I think it was maybe a 10 box or something like 10 or 12 box condom. He gets a second one. I'm like, dude, yeah. what do you know about yourself? Because <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, Rune runs into rich rose and he basically approaches her and he's like like oh hey you know he's yeah. so excited and he's like i just had to come here you know i i i'm so sorry I like i i i can't live like he gives her the ring i i thought this is when he shows her the ring i guess maybe she rejected the ring and he got because he gives her the ring but he's like there's a golf ball here now but you know it's gonna be a diamond you know please just take this ring you know be you know be with me and she's like um what what do you mean he's like yeah you know like how long have you felt it? Like, she's like very confused. And he's just enthusiastically telling how much he loves her and everything like that. And she's like, what, you know, what are you even talking about? She's And then Graham and Michael show up and you find out that she, they, they, they make this assumption that he's. Cause he, she says, Ratliff. this is Rune. And like Rune, R, R Ratliff. This yeah. is him. Yeah. You know? And like, and so like, they're like, oh my God. You know, like, 
because well, what happens? He's like, where, where's this rat? We're looking for this ratliff, and he's well, like, actually, well, they're not of, looking for him yet. No, no. When they come up, they say, they say we're looking for you know this ratliff character, yeah. you know, and he's like, well, you got one of them right, right here, you yeah. know, and he points. He thinks she, he thinks she, they're talking about Rose. Right. They think he's talking about himself because they know Rose and she's a Shelton. Just, just an F moment is that there is a moment where Sadie, rich Sadie, catches. Graham and Michael eating dinner and she's like what are you doing here you're supposed to be finding our Ratliff and they're like oh well Rose came to us and said that you didn't yeah oh yeah sorry yeah because we got yeah. yeah we got to get that, point. Get that so, so that's why they're back that's why they're back so. I mean the thing is this is our, since this is a farce the plotting is actually fairly tight in yeah. this so if we forget anything that doesn't make sense it's probably because we just forgot to mention ugh. it and it's like not important but it is and it's like ugh. yeah like again like because it's a farce the plot has to be tight but yeah. and plot has never been a thing I've been that interested in so it's very hard like hard but like, like but, but like, but for a farce, it's necessary. So anyway, they end up taking him out to sushi. Yes. In what looks like a run of Japan. I'm not gonna lie; it does not look like a sushi restaurant. It looks like a tapenyaki chain store, yeah. chain restaurant, chain store. But chain store, yeah, whatever, whatever I meant to say. But anyway, like it's it, it's it's such a lazy joke because it's the '80s. You know, like, the existence of sushi is funny. And yes, doesn't happen right away. I was waiting and waiting. It took at least two minutes before they made the bait joke. Yeah. Well, joke Rune and, made the bait joke. and Rune also says something about how it, you know, put a little more fire under it. Yeah, that was first. Yeah. yeah, he like basically made the waiter cook his, like made the waitress take his thing back to the kitchen to cook it. You know, it is. And, and yeah, he says New York City again at one point, and like again, it still sounds like the damn Pace Picante commercial. The most beautiful thing that happens is he basically talks about how wonderful it is in Jupiter Hollow, and they keep trying to trip him up, like get him to say something, and 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 you can tell that Rose, Rich Rose, is so taken by him because first yeah. of all, he's he's showering her with praise and love and all this stuff, and like and, talking about how wonderful she is and how yeah. like you know and how, like and he's th- he's th- she thinks he must have seen her in like a shareholders uh, like right. catalog. But he's like, ever since I laid eyes on you, I knew I had to be with you, yeah. and blah 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 blah. Um, you know, and and so she's kind of falling for him while he talks about how wonderful Jupiter Hollow is. And remember, she doesn't like New York, right? Never has. Never has. She's like, it really sounds nice there. Yeah. You know, he's talking about how beautiful the view is and all the trees, he's sitting and on the rocking chair, sitting on a rocking chair on his porch, like you know, like that's like like that's that that's heaven to him. Is just yeah. sitting on his rocking chair he in the evening. The stars. He's like, it's not. It's not my favorite. Is it's like it's not crowded in Jupiter Hollow except the stars. And the sky is filled with stars. That's the only crowded thing about Jupiter Hall. Yeah, and like he's, yeah, and he's like it's very, and he's so, he's, he's super so charming. charming. And like, oh, and, and it's Fred Ward, so it's he's a delight. Fred Ward. And uh, so like then we jump back to Sadie has been pre- rich. Sadie's prepping to get out, and she gets a knock on the door. Yes, she's about to go back to she's she's changing to go to Alberici's room because they've decided that they're going to uh, collaborate mm-hmm. and negotiate. Dur, dur, dur. Meanwhile, and, by the way, Alberici at this point is taught, has run into poor Sadie, and he gives her reading material for the night. Yeah, and he's flirting with her, and she's just like, "Well, this is very nice. All these men yeah. are flirting with yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. She you know, and, have an idea. and so he hands her this envelope well, with reading material. Right, which is know? basically, like, and we'll find out yeah. later for that. Like, uh, so, but then um, the de- but so we go, go back up. The desk clerk has been knocking on Rich Sadie's door, and he's like, "Well, I'm off work. You you know, want me to come in?" And he just gets stone cold decked. Yeah. Just punch <laughs> like straight punch so his head spins around towards the camera yeah. and he collapses. Um then that's when poor Rose and poor Sadie are in the room together and Sadie says he like this guy just gave me this envelope and it's got these paper stamped confidential which is the strip mine plan. Yes. And so Rose is like, "Oh my god." 
Oh, by the way, we forgot Rose has also been sneaking around, like putting a stamp that's like save Jupiter Hollow yeah, on all the napkins all the in napkins, the restaurants yeah. in the hotel. Or Axe Moramax. Axe Moramax and putting pin, handing pins out. Dirty uh, Axe and like yeah. throwing out like um like pamphlets and stuff. Yeah, and, she's yeah she's been like hi, like peppering the, the the whole place with like yeah. activist pamphlets and at one point like Rich Rose is wearing one. Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah. Um, so they find out that the papers it's about strip minings. You get um. You you also get we get we get um we get my favorite of all the Chekhovs I think we've ever done Chekhovs Joan Collins yes I mean Joan Collins has already been mentioned once but now we actually see poor Sadie is watching Dynasty for like the thousandth time and she's speaking along with it's Joan Collins is delivering this this line to her shareholders at uh, of uh of uh. Caringsworth, I can't remember the, the full Carrington? name of the company. Carrington, Carrington is her name. Yeah, her name was uh, her last name is Car- Alexis Carrington Crosby. I think was what her whatever. What her, her, her like Carrington is the big family, yeah. and she's the ex-wife. So right. yeah, like, but it's like I, I'm a you know, something majority shareholder of yeah. Carrington something, which is the name of the company. Yeah. And if you don't agree with me, blah blah blah, blah you know. Yeah. But like, and she's impersonating. So so hillbilly hillbilly bad with this voice is impersonating the Joan Collins um, fans, yeah. which is pretty much how rich Sadie talks. Yes. So we're learning she's been practicing talking like a rich person. Yes. Because her dream is to be Joan Collins from Dynasty. Yes. So now we'll we'll just keep that in our back while pocket. She's, while she's reading that, that's when they look at the strip mining information and they realize what's going to happen. And then Ruin, sh- so Ruin doesn't have anywhere to stay because he just showed up. And uh, Graham and Michael offered. Well, money. Michael offers it because yes. Michael is Michael is so obviously Into, taken with Rune, yeah. and, and Graham's a little like, yes, he's cute, but will you stop it? That yeah. isn't like imagine if you're with a imagine if you're in a couple and yes. one of the two is clearly angling for if not a threesome then an affair and you're not really sure which yes. <laughs> that is what Michael feels like he's doing and you can see Edward Herman is kind of look Graham is kind of looking at him like. This is getting a little tacky. Yes. Could you please not throw yourself at yes, him? And Rune, of course, doesn't notice he has it at no all. No idea. Like he is completely so clueless. So he's like, about it. they're like, you can stay with us, and I think they do that also because they can keep an eye on. Yeah, him. yeah, they're trying and to like also because yeah. they can keep an eye on. And then they and then when they, well, they're trying to find out a bunch of information about yeah. him. In fact, yeah. when he goes to take a shower, they rifle through his stuff. They find out his real name, and they're like, he's not even a Ratliff. Yeah. But like this point, they've got to play along with this random guy that's yeah. in their room that they're yeah. confused by. Uh, they think it's a fake name, yeah. you know, like, and, and and then he's like, "Hey, I didn't. Uh, you, you two guys aren't going to share the same bed, are you?" Yeah, you know, and 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 I was like, "This is the closest the movie comes to gay panic." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, you know," and he's like, "Well, not on my account." I, you know, I was like, "What do you can sleep on the couch? I'll share a bed with one of you." Yeah. Like, you know, like you don't have to, you don't have to put me, you know, be put out, yeah. and like, you know, like one. Of, and uh, Michael's like. Michael oh. has this look like, oh, oh. and Graham is like, no, and you know, and, and Graham's like, no, 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 no. You know, it's fine, yeah. you know? And uh, so, let me see. Um, and oh. then, oh yeah, and then Sadie goes out basically to meet with Fabio for their negotiations. Yeah, Rich and Sadie. So, Rich Sadie. And Rich Sadie, by the way, is wearing a tiara that yeah. looks like it's decorated with cough drops. It's so weird. <laughs> like, or, like, or maybe Dayquil and NyQuil yeah. uh, gel caps. Yeah. Kind of, it's like, it's very, it and actually clearly... doesn't look, it doesn't look much faker than the actual Holy Roman Empire crown. If you ever want to laugh, at like the one of the most powerful uh, you know you know dynasties in Europe and how how chintzy their crown looks. Google the crown of the Holy Roman Empire. It is the cheapest, shittiest looking piece of costume jewelry you could have ever imagined. 
it's amazing that that was like you know that the Holy Roman Empire even like was remotely ever powerful in any way, shape, or form. So anyhow, um, clearly they they end up together in bed, and when he wakes up in the morning, he's wearing the tiara. Yeah, he's wearing the tiara. Well, actually, no, it's like you see them in bed together, and yeah. he, he's wearing the tiara, and and his and his eye has a twinkle. He goes, "Bing!" It's yeah. a very cheap joke. It's a very cheap. It's joke. a very cheap joke. But um, then I guess that's about it for that night. Everyone basically that's how the night Rune. is wound up. You didn't start talk about Rune coming up to Rose's. Room. Oh, Rune came up to Rose's room. Who again? He continues to think is his it, rose. Is his but rose. It's the other rose. He comes in just to tell her how beautiful and wonderful she is. Like gives her a kiss, then leaves, and she's just like, "Ooh, you know." And he makes her take the ring. And he makes her take the ring at that point. That's when he gives her the ring. Yeah. That's right. I forgot that. I yep. for, for some reason, I, I think I might have even said he gave her the ring earlier. It and that's not matter. what he does. Oh, another really important thing that happens before we get to the next morning is is uh, Country Rose. Well, she sees the dress. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. But she sees a pink no, dress no, no. at one point. But that's that's Sadie. Country, oh, Country Rose, Rose. Sorry, Country Rose. Runs into Dr. J. Yes. And Dr. J talks to her about wanting to, you know, I, you know, I'm really sorry, you know, we should get married, like I'm really sorry. And, and and remember he had been nice to her earlier and she was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. And that, you know? well, that's exactly he she this is this is that. Moment. Oh, this is that scene and she's like, yeah. "Get the hell away from yeah, me" because she like, thinks he's a, She's like, it, "Oh yeah, that's a thing she's been doing. It was like this snake, snake sign. sign." It was like basically I guess, you know, I guess she thinks he's a Warren voter. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's not nice. I know. I'm not a nice person. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, so she, she makes this. She's like, they keep sending more and more and more of you people. You think that I'm going to be bought off with a diamond ring? And then she like, he's like, oh, I thought that's what you wanted. She's like, why would I want that? And then she runs off. So he thinks that she's now rebuffing him. Right. And he's like, I'm, I got to make this happen. Like something's going on here. And so he leaves and you get the idea that he's he's just... He's not sure what's happening, but he's gonna. Yeah, he's, yeah. Gonna go he's like, anyway. okay, yeah. Let me see what out. I can do now. And then, and, and just another important piece of information. Oh, and then poor Sadie and and Chuck and Chuck have, have a, a moment. Have a moment together. They got to, they got to their lunch. No, they don't go to lunch. Oh, they but they talk about the fact that they like, are should, going to have lunch the but, next day. But they talk about like you know and and uh, you know Sly can come along or, or you know and or not and, you know or not and, and yeah. like she seems open. It's like is he gonna behave better? And he's like you know what maybe not. Maybe yeah, maybe we should just get two of us. And you can see that he's falling back on love with her because not realizing that it's someone else uh, yeah but he's like this is because this reminds her of how she was when they first First met met. yeah she wasn't so ball busting she wasn't so like you know like she when she back when she was a normal human being yeah and then we get the next day i guess this is act three of noises off yeah uh we, we enter the third act essentially the next day and which we end up in a bathroom scene where both Bette Midlers are in the same bathroom. Bette's Midler are in the and same bathroom at the same time. And what's important about this is that right before that, both of them have ended up, but it's not even important how to get, how we get there. They both, both buy them, the same dress. They both end up buying the same yeah, dress. Yeah, there's a whole thing about uh, where they're, 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 there's a breakfast gag where basically all of them end up having breakfast with the wrong sister, with the wrong sister and not realizing it. Right. Because they're they're kind of talking at cross purposes yeah. and don't really pay attention to what the other one's saying. So like you know like basically country and city, uh, Rose and Sadie, and city and country, say Rose and Sadie yeah. end up you know like basically. But essentially, both up. of them end up buying the same dress. Yeah, both yeah both both Sadies end up buying this same pink polka dot dress, uh, and they look basically identical Dentical. at this point. So and now they all go to the bathroom. They all they yeah they 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 all go to the bathroom and they're in they're they're all in separate stalls. Uh, and then both the both the Sadies, Sadies both the Bet- Betts Midler, get out at the same time, and they're walking through the bathroom. And the bathroom has these stand-up mirrors in the middle, like with gaps in between. And they do this, the Marx Brothers gag, where like basically they're walking past a reflection, and then they're walking past themselves, 
and then they're wa- like the real people and they're walking past the reflection and then they stop they lean over they 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 they, they do the marks for this mirror gag yeah. or you know they do the mirror exercise they're, yeah. they keep doing the same thing as the other person and then jumping behind the mirror and being like the f-? and then like they both walk and they they walk past like they, at the same time again yeah. they do it again and then they and at one point they one of them breaks well one of them's putting on her lipstick on the top lip and the lip other one's putting on the bottom, bottom yeah and they're like they and they're like it. wait a minute yeah this is definitely not. And they both start screaming. And then so the two other roses come out of their stalls. And, then and they screaming. see each other. And everyone starts screaming. And at that point, because Rune has said, oh, I just saw Sadie go in the bathroom. I know, I know the Ratliffs are down. Uh, the Ratliffs are down. Ratliffs, they, they, he tried to take them to breakfast. He's like, they'll be eating breakfast about now. But they weren't there. So he takes, so he takes, so Rune takes uh, Graham and Michael. And he sees he sees one of them go in the bathroom. He's like, "There she is!" And so they they're waiting, outside, waiting the outside the bathroom, and they're bathroom. like, "We can't wait any longer." So they they run into the bathroom. When the screaming starts, and when the screaming starts, they all start. Everyone starts screaming, and everyone keeps looking from person to person, screaming, 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 screaming. You know, everyone freaks out. They all kind of then they all the women realize, "Oh my God, we're sisters." Yeah. And that's basically the the we're getting real close to the end game here. Basically, three of the four sisters are all are are on well. Two of the four sisters are definitely like basically the roses are on the same side. The roses are obviously on the same side of saving Jupiter Hollow. Yeah. The the country Sadie. The Sadies. The both well, Sadie Sadie definitely wants to sell it. Well, of course. And country Sadie is the deciding like the split because she loves the city and doesn't really care that much about Jupiter Hollow, but ultimately she's going to pick her home and not being destroyed. Yeah. You know, so like, because there's this moment where it's like, you, you and I are not very, are so are not very different, are we? You're just like me. You want, you want, you know, like yeah. she, she's trying to Who appeal to her inner state. She wants to appeal to her inner sadiness. Yeah. <laughs> you Who know? needs these hayseeds? And she goes, she's like, I do. And so and she helps them. They wrestle. They wrestle, wrestle her and keep her still. And, they and then throw her into a closet. And so Rich, Rich Rose is taking her in to the shareholders meeting, and, and like we'll, we'll go tell them. And meanwhile, uh, poor, poor Rose is gonna be be the tough. The tough one who's holding back Rich Sadie and yes. keeping her in the bat, like keeping her locked in the closet. They do the they, they do the movie thing of putting a chair by the door, and I I have never figured out this works. Yeah. It does ne- it's never worked on any door I've ever lived in. I've lived in like houses that are like 125, 130 years old. That no door has ever actually so, worked locked that way. But but she's sitting in the chair. Before they before they do this though, it's a po- it, it actually at first they have Sadie and they have Rich Sadie in the room, and Rich Rose is going to sit there. She's like, oh, I should probably I guess I should sit with her and. She, and then Rose, country Rose says, I'm going to go in and give him a piece of my mind. And that's when Rose says, no, you can't because nobody will believe you. Because the only I person, never do. Sadie's like, the only one does, does all the talking. And that's what I was actually about to get to, by yeah, the way. But, but so then what happens is they do a swap and country Rose stays out with Rich Sadie. Right. The thing, and and uh, yeah. Rich Rose goes in with, yeah. with, country, with country Sadie. Sadie. Just to give her the moral support of like you know yeah, what you're doing. It, yeah, and you know, and when they and so when they go in, basically there's this moment. whole they they give the whole speech to the shareholders where she's doing her Alexis Carrington yeah. impression. Although she keeps slipping and dropping y'alls in, yeah, and and being and being a little more country. And the shareholders are like, but we want to make money and everything. Yeah. And and then she makes an appeal to the idea about like the. And that, I think that that's when actual Rich Rose does stand yeah, up and start talking about like. But remember the we the Santa's we have an image problem. We need to like. Yeah, we need to. Do and there's this whole good. thing where they actually all kind of stop, and they eventually like they they take that vote. Like who want and the, enough and like everyone starts slowly raising their hand. But who wants to save Jupiter Hollow? And so yeah, like so essentially, uh, the, the shareholders vote to save Jupiter Hollow, not sell it. Moramax is going to keep it. 
So it's not gonna it's not gonna go into the hands of this evil developer, yep. Fabricci. Yeah. You know, and then so that's the end of that. Everyone's happy, and this because this is a Shakespearean play and a comedy. Now it's time to pair the people off, and this is where the movie does not make any sense whatsoever. Because <laughs> the reality of the situation. Yes. Why don't you lay it out? For the us? reality that this is what in a in a real world this is what happens. Like that, like this is the logical thing. Both Rune and Jay end up with the same rose that they should be with because they're the people they're dating and they really love each other, you know. And there was a really weird confusion there, but now they know that they, they and everyone knows they love each other. That's how they should pair off. And then wealthy Sadie, okay, fine. She wants to end up with Fabio. That's fine. Although it's a little weird because Fabio got really let down on this business deal. Like he got, flew all the way across the world. Only to be outwitted and outsmarted and he gets nothing out of it. So it's kind of weird that they would end up together. I will say poor Sadie ending up with Chuck makes sense. They have a lot of chemistry and this is like, oh, this is the person he should have been with all along. You know, so that makes sense. However, this is how the movie actually ends. One that. Poor Sadie ends up with Chuck. They're going to, they leave together. Looks like they've got a little, th- you know, like everyone's, like at this point, everyone's kind of been explaining the situation. Yeah, that song Higher Love is playing. Higher Love, yeah. yeah. And it is actually Higher Love. It's the real Steve Winwood yeah. version. It's yeah. so some weird, like, cheap cover. You know, not like girls just want to have fun using an emotion instead of, ah, ha, ha. Keep going. So, and Rich Sadie ends up with Fabio, and they seem they seem to be getting along great, That you know, despite the fact, I guess they're going to go off and do evil together. I'm not uh, really sure. Um, but then, the roses swap fiancés, and everyone's cool with that. Right. It's very weird. They're just all delighted. Like it's like you don't really know anything about these people. It's very like, strange. They look identical, but they're not the same kind of person. It's so weird that they decided to do that. Because like seriously, like poor Rose, country Rose is very opinionated, very strong-willed, very like in your face. And City Rose is not. Like, they are very different people. Right. And these men are shown to have been deeply caring about these women long before. The way they were, their personalities. So it makes makes no sense sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And that's how they end up. They all end up together that way. And And the the, the end of the movie has this moment where the bum who we've been seeing. Oh, yeah. And the bum actually talks about, at one point he talks to, I think Fabio? No, or Chuck. I thought it was Rune. Or Rune. Oh, he says Rune. Yeah, he talks to Rune. He says, be careful. You, you go, go in, in there, there, there'll be two of you. Yeah. Like, two, you, know, two, you one goes in, back you see out. yourself coming back out. You know, and this, you know, like he says that to Rune at one point, and like it's a whole big thing. And at the very end of the movie, the bum's standing outside, and he's listed as bum, so that's yeah. what I call him. He, that's actually credited that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. And then um, you see a very well-dressed, clean-cut version of him walk up, and they look at each other, and the bum does a take to the camera. Yeah. Credits. Credits. But guess what? Psych, the movie's not fully over. You get a post credit scene where Nick Fury introduces the doorman. I mean, the Fury? desk clerk. Nick Fury, Fury introduces the desk clerk to the Avengers Initiative. Ah, uh, yes. No, it's... But you do get the desk clerk is there, and two women come up looking for a room, you know, and... and he, twins. That are twins, and he's, like, looking confused. And then another one turns around, and it's triplets, and he does a straight back faint. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie, and all I'm saying, and this is my fan fiction, my dream for this movie at this point, is that poor fucking doorman, he got jerked this way. And, desk and we, clerk. We, desk desk clerk. clerk. I want to call him a doorman. I, I, desk clerk. Sorry. That poor desk clerk. And he's jerked this. Like, we, I didn't even mention, like, that's twice as many times I think there's a switch back and forth where rich Sadie's mean to him and, and, and poor Sadie's nice yeah. to him. 
You know, so he's been jerked around this entire movie by someone who's alternately being kind and kind of flirtatious with him and someone who's treating him like dirt. Yeah. And then he gets punched by one of them. He's got a black eye. And then he faints backwards and probably hits his head and probably dies. That may, but, yeah. but in my fan fiction, at least he wakes up and maybe the three women are actually like being like, oh my God, you poor man. You should come up to our room and have a drink. Yeah. Like, and then it cuts to little him smiling. Make him, give him a happy ending. This Aww. poor bastard. Aww. Like, give him a nice ending. Please, Aww. movie. Please, movie. Not a bromo. Anyway, Allie. Yes. Now that we've managed to go through this movie in eh, probably less time than the actual movie ran for once, uh, was was Big Business worth revisiting? It was. It actually was. It, it's uh, look. It. I like a farce. I like a good farce. Mm, I like. I do a, too. I like a good farce with you know a, a fairly tight plot, and it. Di- I mean, there's definitely some issues, like we said, with the mm. ending of Vivian. It's it's not perfect. No, it's not perfect, and there's definitely problems with it, but it's so 80s and so dumb, and it's pleasant and fun and stupid and yodely, and I just... <laughs> I like Lily Tomlin. I yeah, like yeah, Fred Midler. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Fred Ward in this movie. He's very, very sweet. Um, Edward Herman, always good. Edward Herman, always good. Always good. Um, uh... Poor man's Richard Mazur, fine job. <laughs> Competently performed. The competent <laughs> drumming of Don Brewer, yes. <laughs> so yes, no, I definitely, I'm glad that uh, I got to revisit it and show it to you. And understanding it a little bit better as an adult versus seeing it like as a younger person is, you know, fun too for me. Because I, you know, all the business part, I didn't understand if shareholders cares about any of that. But now I was like, oh, I understand what they're talking about, except I did not know. I mean, it's still kind of shorthand. I will say I did not know what strip mining was, so we had a whole conversation about that for a while. Yeah. Uh, Environmentally terrible. Sucks, y'all. Yeah, it does. Man, okay, John, was it worth watching? You know what? I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yes, it it was worth watching. It was a fun movie. It was nice. It was nice. It was. It was. It was was a pleasant, enjoyable farce. Not perfect. Definitely has some moments that could have been cut or changed. Jeff. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Jeff. Well, fuck Jeff. Jeff, Whoever that guy is. Sorry, Jeff. Whoever you are. (laughs) uh, If we have a listener named Jeff, we probably do. We Uh, we actually do have Jeff. We have many Jeff. Oh my God, we do have Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff. We (laughs) like you, Jeff. And and other Jeff. And other other Jeff. (laughs) Well done. Well done. That was very well done. Right. Oh, God. That was well done. I was very good. Um, I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. Anyway, um, no, but no, but for real, um, the, the movie, is, it's, it's, it's again, I've, I'm sure I've talked about this in the past, probably probably fairly recently. It's, it's that mid-range comedy you don't really get anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know, where it's not, it's not trying for anything shocking or crazy. It's just trying to be a well-crafted, funny movie. Yeah. And well, well-crafted. You know? And like, eh. well, no, it's well-crafted. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's it's a tightly plotted farce. Yeah, it's fine. It's well crafted. I didn't I say like whether or not you like it or not. You, you got to admire the, the no. Like, it's, it's built like it's a farce. Like it's no farce. noises off. Yes, agreed. Okay, but, but it's it still is, really done. But well it's done. still yes. as far as farces from the '80s, it's a pretty well made. I will movie. I will give you that. Yes. You know, and like yeah, like it's not it's not asking. And I feel like the reason it got so, got mixed reviews when it came out is because at the time it was nothing special, but nowadays it's kind of nice to yeah. see something like it's that. It's so true. I'm and it I'm, is by the way available on Disney Plus. So if you want to yes. watch it. You can see it if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. Who was it so that, if you got Disney Plus wait, for The Mandalorian and now you're still pa- patiently waiting for season two, you can watch this. Wait a minute. That wait happens. a minute. Who was it that that um, commented? Eric. Uh, I, Eric. Uh, I can't, Newsom. 
I, I, I can't remember his last Eric? name. No, I'm blanking. But you, you, you called it. You called it, man. We were like... I, I don't even know. We don't know if he actually listens, but he did comment on Twitter. It was pretty awesome. And, and it was like this great moment where, where John... I know. It was like he, he just made a three-pointer from midcourt. Yeah. John uh, I posted shared a picture, picture of just the touchstone. The, it wasn't even the touchstone logo. It was the blue... <laughs> it looked like a blue dildo coming yeah, off really? the side <laughs> of the screen. I think someone mentioned Dr. Manhattan's yeah. the marital aid or something. Uh, <laughs> someone else did. I can't remember who. Um, um, but yeah. Somewhere it, in there, he's like... Well, looks like a Touchstone movie. Yeah, he quote so tweeted. He quote tweeted saying the only thing worth seeing on Disney Plus is uh, is big business, or and, like the best thing, or. Uh, and so we literally looked at each other, and I go to him. I go, "Don't say anything. You're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. Do not so, give him uh, the three I'll, point I'll, shot." So, tom- so tomorrow, uh, after we announce this, because yes, we should be launching this tomorrow. Yes. Um, you know, so Sunday. Uh, I I got at least tagging a good, good shot. You, you know, you called it, and that's in, that, that that's amazing. Like, yeah, I feel like he deserves a prize for that because that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. No prizes though. No prizes. <laughs> we don't have it. We don't have the money, y'all. <laughs> there are no there are no good eighties movies about Elvis. Oh anyway. God. No, um, okay, not. so um, so anyway. So anyway, so this we was number fifty six, wasn't 56, it? Fifty six. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's the. Oh man, never mind. I was gonna say that's the number of flavors of Heinz. That's fifty seven. No, fifty seven. That'll be the one you show me. Yes. Uh, uh, also a Chevy. Anyway, we are a match made in space. Yes, we are. You can find us on the internet at matchmadeinspace.com or uh, you can contact us by electronic mail at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. You can contact us by, if you're kind of one of those weird Nazi people that are on Facebook still. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're one of those awful people that are on Facebook, you can find us Space on Facebook. Facebook. Fuck, fuck <laughs> Facebook and Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is the horrible thing you get if Elon Musk and uh, and, uh, oh my God. and Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg fell into a yeah. uh, into a, into a transport into a transport yeah became Brundle fucks. Um, but anyway, we're on Facebook at a Match Made in Space or Match Made in Space. I can't remember which one you named it. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at MMIS Podcast. Twitter, the better than Facebook site. As bad as Facebook, as bad as Twitter is, better than Facebook. Um, you can find me, Allie, at. A-L-I, A-L-I underscore Goodman. Goodman. I think you probably have another Facebook page that I don't remember the name of, too, if you want to find you there. <laughs> or just you? find me on Facebook at Allie Goodman. A-L-I yeah. Goodman. And you can find me on Twitter, the somehow better than Facebook page, at, <laughs> at Hitler Buncher. <laughs> I forgot how to take it. I forgot my own Twitter name. <laughs> I've only I've only had this account for eleven years, and I just forgot my Twitter name. I'm only on it fourteen hours a day, and I forgot my Twitter name. It's real good stuff. Buddy. Anyway, real good um, stuff, buddy. Real good stuff. Anyway, so, this has been this has been a great time talking about a decent movie. <laughs> yes, yes. So anyhow, um, yeah. Stay tuned. I don't know what John's going to show me for fifty-seven. That's good because i don't yet know what awesome. i'm going to show you awesome um, i don't i can't decide if it's going to be something that you're going to hate or something that you're going to hate that is funnier than the other thing you're going to hate or oh. perhaps something you're going to hate that isn't funny at all or maybe something that you're going to hate that has a really low budget okay i honestly don't know yet i'm gonna have to look i'm i'm i'm, I'm hearing hate you're gonna hate it whatever i show you when, when do you ever like my movies i i, I don't Life Force. That wasn't mine. That wasn't Shit. yours. No, that was Repo Man. You kind of like Repo Man, right? Repo Man's good. Yeah, there you go. You Repo liked Repo Man. Man. I didn't hate... What was it? Roadhouse? I didn't hate that. Well, you shouldn't hate that. It's one of the greatest achievements of, of I humanity. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate... Um, you liked sure. Robocop. You liked Robocop. I liked Robocop. You liked Robocop a lot. I really... Yes, I liked Robocop. I liked Blade Runner. Yeah. Which is a very divisive movie. And yeah. I did not... I did not necessarily... A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people find it visually stunning but boring. 
I, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you like some of my stuff. Yeah, some of your stuff. All right, good, 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 good. Okay, all right. I liked They Live. You did not like They Live, did you? I did. I, you I, hated the fight scene, which is the best part of the movie. I hated the fight scene. You were so wrong about it. Okay, we're going to have an extended bonus episode right now where I, where I, where I, where I, no, we are going to wrap this shit up. Yeah, we are no, now just good. babbling. Come on, Al. All I got to right, mix right, this right, tonight. Right, it right, is already right, 9 right, p.m. All right, all right, all right. People, are, people on Twitter are wondering where I am. Oh, oh my gosh, your fans, <laughs> your fans. No, no, not my fans. My, my, my mortal enemies <laughs> that need to dunk on me. Um, all right. Anyway. Well, thank you for all for listening. Um, if you have any suggestions, we love to get them as I will you know them. I won't and <laughs> this has been a match made in space signing off adios, adios. adios. I'll be honest, Allie. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very good decision this week to just let, watch Life Force again and just kind of move into an all Life Force uh, podcast just Life Force like, forever Life Force forever just forever Forever. 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 I think you're not so much yes anding as just yesing. <laughs> so, Alec, this, this movie raises a, a lot of interesting questions to me. Yeah. Like, do you think there is uh, somewhere in South Carolina, there's a there's a podcast about, with a married couple where the wife keeps showing uh, the husband good, fun, delightful movies that aren't, aren't about her 80s childhood? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> we have no ending. <laughs> Take three. Take three. So, Allie, I think we, we can all agree our attempts to record a cold open have been a real comedy of errors. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs>